Welcome to the JBug Podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. And today I am going to talk about the new type of vaccine that they are developing for COVID-19, which is an RNA vaccine. Let's learn a little bit about an mRNA vaccine. Now, this has been published by the European Union Research and Innovation Magazine, magazine, and it's called Horizon. So the article is on horizon-magazine.eu. The title of the article is Five Things You Need to Know About mRNA Vaccines, published on the 1st of April, 2020 by Joanna Joanna Roberts. So the first thing you need to know is these are a whole new type of vaccine. If an mRNA vaccine was approved for coronavirus, it would be the first of its type. It's a very unique way of making a vaccine, and so far, no such vaccine has been licensed for infectious disease, says Professor Begatirjian Ding. Vaccines work by training the body to recognize and respond to the proteins produced by disease-causing organisms such as virus or bacteria. Traditional vaccines are made up of small or inactivated doses of the whole disease-causing organism or the proteins that it produces, which are introduced into the body to provoke the immune system into mounting a response. And I'm going to add that the way they measure the immune response is by testing you for the creation of antibodies. And I'm also going to add that your body creates antibodies whenever it detects foreign material. And I'm also going to add that Susan Humphrey's research showed that people who did not have the ability to make antibodies, if they had, say, the measles, they were still able to create cellular immunity to the disease of measles. In other words, what I'm saying is the fact that your body creates antibodies has nothing to do with cellular immunity. That's why they need herd immunity, because just because you get a vaccine doesn't make you immune. It just means that your body is recognizing something as foreign material. And so saying that vaccines are an effective way to prevent disease is more of a correlation than a cause and effect. But back to the article. mRNA vaccines, in contrast, trick the body into producing some of the viral proteins itself. Is this sounding like something that you would want to take, you guys? It's a vaccine that's job is to trick your body into producing viral proteins. So the way this vaccine operates is by tricking the body, by tricking the cells of your body. Let's keep reading. They work by using mRNA or messenger RNA, which is the molecule that essentially puts DNA instructions into action inside a cell mRNA is used as a template to build a protein. And mRNA is basically like a preform of a protein. And its sequence encodes what the protein is basically made of later on, said Professor Beckerjanding. To produce an mRNA vaccine, scientists produce a synthetic version of the mRNA that a virus uses to build its infectious proteins. This mRNA is delivered into the human body whose cells read it as instructions to build that viral protein and therefore create some of the virus's molecules themselves. So essentially what an mRNA does is it gives your cells a recipe to make the virus's molecules. 
These proteins are solitary, so they do not assemble to form a virus. The immune system then detects these viral proteins. So your immune system is going to detect the viral proteins that your own body is creating and starts to produce a defensive response to them. So that is essentially how an mRNA vaccine works. Now, when our body creates a protein, it's given that instructions from it, those instructions come from the a copy of the DNA. So the RNA is the copy of the DNA. The DNA lives inside the nucleus of the cell. In my opinion, the nucleus of the cell is the holy place. Grant Mifectridge has done some great work showing that we all have a primary cell and that primary cell is where our consciousness arises from. The holy of holies or the holy place is the nucleus of the cell. It is where, well, the holy of holies would be where the DNA is is um, given to through the internal nucle the nuclear membrane. The DNA is copied and then RNA strands are sent through the nuclear membrane given um, passed through the endoplasmic reticulum and then the body creates proteins from those RNA instructions. So what I'm trying to say here is that these mRNA vaccines are messing with the word of God that is written in the cell. These mRNA vaccines are messing with the word of God that is written in our cell. Because our body is a temple. Our consciousness rises from the primary cell. The primary cell has a nucleus. This core nucleus is the holy of holies. It is where we are given in instructions for the creation of life. Now, this mRNA vaccine is going to trick your cells into creating proteins that are not being given instruction from the nuclear core. The Hal Turner radio show has just reported, and the title of this is HalTurnerRadioShow.com. Hal as in H-A-L. Hal Turner radioshow.com they have an article up that says the title of the article is a quote so the quote says they've killed god i can't feel god my soul is dead astrazeneca halts covid19 vaccine trials after second volunteer develops neurological problems AstraZeneca revealed details of its large coronavirus vaccine trials on Saturday the 3rd in a wave of rare disclosures by drug companies under pressure to be more transparent about how they are testing products that are the worst, the world's best hope for ending the pandemic. The release comes after a second vaccine test volunteer, quote, developed neurological problems. That's their way of denying that there's anything spiritual going on here. They're just calling it neurological problems. According to sources who claim to be familiar with the vaccine trials, the second volunteer suddenly started saying, quote, they've killed God. I can't feel God anymore. My soul is dead, unquote, after the vaccine. Polls are finding Americans increasingly wary of accepting a coronavirus vaccine and scientists inside and outside the government are worried that regulators pressured by president for results before election day on November 3rd might release an unproven or unsafe vaccine. So there is pressure to release these results on November 3rd. 
Now, the reason why I find that interesting is because it reminds me of the scripture, which is Matthew 24. Now, if you'll remember, Matthew 24 is the chapter in the Bible where Jesus talks about what the world is going to be like before the second coming. Basically, what is the end of the world? So this isn't coming from Daniel or the book of Revelations, which was by John or by Ezekiel or by Isaiah or by Joel or all these people who wrote about the last days. This is coming directly from Jesus himself. Jesus warns that there is going to be an abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. So Jesus says, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. So what is the abomination of desolation? It is something that stands in the holy place. What is the holy place? Remember that we are the temples of God. Let's find some more clues in here about the abomination of desolation. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. When ye see it stand in the holy place, whoso readeth let him understand, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Now Judea, I'm thinking, is symbolic. But it's ba Jesus is saying, when you see this abomination of desolation in the holy place, time to go to the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. So here's a big clue right here. Jesus is saying, pray that your flight is not in winter. Now think about when they're trying to distribute this vaccine. When is the Trump administration trying to pressure these companies to have their vaccine distributed by this winter, 2020? Now, it may not be ready by then. A lot of sources are saying that it won't be ready till next year. Well, we need to pray that that's the case because when the abomination of desolation is distributed, there is a chance that it might be in winter and we need to pray that it is not in winter. And when it is distributed, that's when we flee. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world, to this time no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, who? what does it mean, no flesh shall be saved? What is our flesh? Our flesh is created by our DNA. Our flesh is created by the executed directions provided from the nucleus of the cell to create our DNA. He's talking about the physical body, our temple. If the days are not shortened, then all flesh will be destroyed by these vaccines. And there's something going on with the, the food supply. Now, I had a dream, and in the dream I was shown... And I had this dream in response to praying. I, I've been praying to say, God, are we going to need to leave? Because what Jesus told me when this pandemic started, he told me two things. The first thing he said was, do not fear. The second thing he told me was, when I say run, 
run. That's what Jesus told me. And so I prayed and I said, when do we run? And I had a dream. And in the dream, people were, it was just the very beginning of people starting to line up to get vaccines. And in the dream, I was shown that getting the vaccine in combination with meeting, eating meat, there's something going on with the meat supply that's nefarious. So think about how a lot of our meat has been turned over in these days of the coronavirus. So we've been getting meat from other sources. There's something weird going on with it. So get eating meat along with getting the vaccine. In my dream, I was shown that this is going to, this combination is going to make people become violent. This is going to turn off the word of God written in the cell. Okay, this is going to interfere with the ability for the cell, the nucleus of the cell to communicate with the rest of the cell and to guide its function because we're going to have this vaccine coming in, uh, messing with the RNA, which I had a dream. And in the dream, I was shown that the vaccines will mess with the word of God written in the cells. That's exactly what an mRNA vaccine is being reported to do. So is there going to be a time when we need to run? Well, Jesus said so. He said there would be. When you see the abomination of desolation in the holy place, then it's time to go. Uh, so if you believe in that. Thank you. So we know that there's the scripture about the mark of the beast. And that's in Revelation chapter 13. So I'm going to kind of start at the beginning because it's important. So. He sees that there's this beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his, excuse me, horns, ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And his mouth is the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. This is what I find important. It talks about how the world wonders after the beast. It says in verse 4, And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make more war with them? So, People are kind of of the mindset where they're willing to worship this. They're not really thinking that it's like good or evil. They just, they're really admiring it. It's a secular, you know, environment and it's a secular creation. Verse five, and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was giving, given unto him to continue 40 and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So what is God's tabernacle? It's the body, right? The physical body. It's the physical body that the Holy Spirit dwells, which the Spirit of God dwells, because our spirits are created by our Creator. Verse 7, It was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So for those whose names are not written in the book of life, they're going to be worshiping this beast. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. 
he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. So this beast is going to be leading people to lead people into captivity and to kill people. And that's why it's a warning for those who are following the beast uh, to be careful. Because if they're asking you to do something evil to others, then you're, you're also allowing evil to be done to you. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. Well, there's a lot of mysteries in there that I don't understand. But what I do understand is the way things are these days, if you can't even buy groceries without wearing a face mask, then how easy is it to assume that you won't be able to buy groceries if you don't get this vaccine? So this seems like it's a fulfillment of the scripture that says he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, they're also, I've also read that they're trying to, they're trying to come up with like a biochip that has proof because they're not going to know who's gotten the vaccine or not unless they have a biochip in your hand or whatever so that they know you've been vaccinated. So uh, a biochip could be right alongside with getting the vaccine but what i'm trying to say is this vaccine is going to start interfering with the word of god that's written in our cells because our cells are supposed to create proteins that produce life our cells are not supposed to create proteins that mimic viral proteins it reminds me of satan tempting eve with this fruit you know here take this fruit you need to know evil to know good it's like here cells you need to make these viral proteins in order to defend against them it just sounds like a satanic little trick there. Speaking of, now when I think of the beast, my own personal interpretation is it's the networks. Uh, there's a database in Utah where they can fit a trillion bytes of information on a piece the size of your thumbnail. A trillion bytes of information on a piece the size of your thumbnail. Um... They can store a lot of information on these super computers. And so in my opinion, the beast is like a network. It's, it's the satanic network. The satanic network would encompass AI technology. But it could be also like a single person that is the mouth of the network. Um, so that's some speculation on that part of it. But as I read in that scripture, this beast is also going to cause fire to come down from heaven, which I think it's these do weapons, these laser weapons. I just found a quick clip. This is from CNN and CNN is going to, this is called watch the U.S. Navy's laser weapon in action. 
and it was published July 17th, 2017 by CNN. And the description just talks about how it's already deployed on the USS Ponce amphibious transport ship. It's the U.S. Navy's first active laser weapon. So on this YouTube video, it shows the laser weapon. It shows it firing a laser and it shows... Um, Operationally, it works uh, just like a laser pointer. Sorry about that. I was just getting a clip going, but... um. It shows that as the laser hits the boat, that a blast of fire goes off. So then I'll go ahead and play this clip. And it just has in writing here on the video, it says, The strikes are silent and invisible as lasers move literally at the speed of light. Okay, now he's going to start talking. Operationally, it works uh, just like a laser pointer. Um, there's a chamber inside with special materials that release photons. If you're looking at a, a, a boat coming in over the water, you can target exactly the engine and take out exactly the engine and not necessarily damage anything else. And that quote was by Inez Kelly, the U.S. Naval Forces Central Command Science Advisor. So, and that type of precision weapon work is, is something that you don't really get with conventional weapons because there's, there tends to be more collateral damage. It's useful against a variety of threats, surface or air. It's not a, it's not a niche weapon system like uh, some other weapons that we have you know, throughout the military where it's only good against air contacts or it's only good against surface targets. So it says the Navy is already developing a second generation system which could target enemy missiles. Okay, so it's just showing pictures of this missile. And that's that's from CNN. You can't cry conspiracy theory, okay? These directed energy lasers are really... There's one video given by CNN published July 17, 2017 on YouTube about the laser that's deployed on the US Ponce, USS Ponce amphibious transport ship. It's the U.S. Navy's first. And I found... I had another video um, that was last year that's... Um, talked about do laser weapons and how they're real. And that was another mainstream media source, but that has since been taken down. So even the mainstream media will quickly explain some things that are true and then, and then try to just move on. Like it doesn't even matter. But the fact is that that's a fulfillment of revelations chapter 13, where they have weapons that can call down fire from heaven. And this clip also showed a laser being shot from a drone and so they can send drones out, which drones are activated by the a computer network or the AI system or the beast system. So I think that the beast really does include the networks, the computer networks that information is shared on. And it's also these computer networks that they're saying would be eternal life if we upload our consciousness to or upload them into our consciousness. Uh, Bill Gates has... Uh, Bill Gates has a, um, like gel fuel that there's a patent for the patent ends with 60, 60, 60. And it, in the patent explanation, it's a Microsoft patent. It says that your brain and your body can solve problems with your subconscious by having these chips in. So you could be solving computer problems 
if you get this biogel in. And my personal intuition makes me think that maybe they're putting this biogel into the syringes. Like, why did they print all the syringes already? Because maybe they have a little bit of this nanoparticulate in it already. So there's a lot, that's kind of science fiction, but if they have a patent for it, then it's not science fiction, is it? Um, so why would they be developing that and how are they planning on distributing it is the question. Um, this is for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, section 88 of the Doctrine and Covenants, Joseph Smith revealed that there's many kingdoms and the highest kingdom he calls the celestial kingdom. And he says that you're going to be quickened and whatever your, whatever energy quickens you is the same kingdom you'll go to. So if you're quickened by the celestial glory, then you'll receive the celestial kingdom. Um, the next level is the terrestrial glory. And we're living on the third level, which is a telestial glory. Um, I'm trying to just scroll down. Give me one moment here to find the scripture I'm looking for. And this is really interesting because I didn't even know this, but just scrolling through this section 88, verse 85 in verse 84, it's talking about sharing your testimony because in verse 85, it says that their souls may escape the wrath of God, the desolation of abomination, which awaits the wicked, both in this world and in the world to come. So he's saying, continue to preach the gospel in verse 87. It says, for not many days hence, the earth shall tremble and reel to and fro as a drunken man, and the sun shall hide his face and shall refuse to give light, and the moon shall be bathed in blood, and the stars shall become exceedingly angry, and shall cast themselves down as a fig that falleth from a tr fig tree. Now, isn't that interesting? Because we've had a lot of asteroids this year coming near the earth. And after your testimony cometh wrath and indignation upon the people. For after your testimony cometh the testimony of earthquakes that shall cause groanings in the midst of her. And men shall fall upon the ground and shall not be able to stand. And also cometh the testimony of the voice of thunderings, the voice of lightnings, the voice of tempests, and the voice of the waves heaving themselves beyond their bounds. And all things shall be in commotion. And surely men's heart shall fail them for fear shall come upon all people. Angels will say, go out to meet the bridegroom. And immediately there shall appear a great sign in heaven and all people shall see it together. And another angel shall sound his trump, that great church, the mother of abominations that made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication that persecuteth the saints of God that shed their blood. She who sitteth upon many waters and upon the islands of the sea, behold, she is the tares of the earth. She is bound in bundles. Her bands are made strong. No man can loose them. Therefore, she is ready to be burned. And he shall sound his trump both long and loud, and all nations shall hear it, and there shall be silence in heaven for the space of half an hour. And immediately after shall the curtain of heaven be unfolded as a scroll is unfolded after it is rolled up, and the face of the Lord shall be unveiled. And the saints that are upon the earth who are alive shall be quickened and be caught up to meet him. So I just think that's really interesting because it just, it talks about there's going to be like an angel saying, Behold and lo, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. A great sign appears. Another angel sounds his trumpet. 
So this is the first mention of a trumpet that says that the tares are bound into bundles and there will be silence in heaven for half an hour. So all I'm trying to say there is that um, this, this scripture in the Doctrine and Covenants makes me think that the rapture will be um, for those who are caught up to meet him. It's, it's going to be near the beginning because it's going to be like at the second trumpet. And we know in Revelations there's going to be seven trumpets and there could be two sets of seven trumpets. It goes on and but maybe this is after the tribulation and after the tribulation there's another set of trumpets. It could be that as well. Um, and it says there will be another trump which is the third trump. And then come the spirits of men who are to be judged and are found under condemnation. And these are the rest of the dead. And they live not again until the thousand years are ended, neither again until the end of the earth. So these are the people who are kind of the, those who are, are still wicked. And another trump shall sound, which is the fourth trump, saying, There are found among those who are, are to remain until that great and last day, even the end who shall remain filthy still. And another trump is the fifth trump. And the angels who committeth the everlasting gospel flying through the midst of heaven unto all nations, kindreds, tongues of people. And this shall be the sound of his trump saying to all people, both in heaven and in earth, and that are under the earth. For every ear shall hear it, and every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess, while they hear the sound of the trump saying, Fear God and give glory to him who sitteth upon the throne forever and ever, for the hour of his judgment is come. And again another angel shall sound his trump, which is the sixth angel, saying, She is fallen. Who made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication? She has fallen, is fallen. So it, it says here that the first angel is when the Babylon is bound in bundles ready to be burned. But it's not until the sixth angel that ba this Babylon is fallen. And then there will be the seventh angel sound his trump saying, It is finished, it is finished. The Lamb of God hath overcome and trod in the winepress. So I just really think that's interesting because if it is about if this is lining up with the trumpets of revelation, then it kind of speaks to a pre-trib rapture or maybe it's an after-trib rapture, but because it does say there's going to be earthquakes and things. So maybe it's after the earthquakes where that sign is going to show up in the sky. And it's at that point that the righteous will be quickened. And um, that actually wasn't the scripture I wanted to read at that moment though. I was trying to read section 76 where it talks about those who go to the celestial kingdom or the terrestrial kingdom. And so let me find this scripture here. Well, maybe I'll just go ahead and read, read more than I was planning. So in this vision, Joseph Smith is talking about the different kingdoms he sees. And he sees how Satan... So let's go back here. So we saw and bear record that an angel of God who was in authority in the presence of God, who rebelled against the only begotten son whom the father loved and who was in the bosom of the father was thrust down from the presence of God and the Son, and was called perdition, for the heavens wept over him. He was Lucifer, a son of the morning, and we beheld, and lo, he is fallen, is fallen, even a son of the morning. 
And while we were yet in the spirit, the Lord commanded us that we should write the vision, for we beheld Satan, that old serpent, even the devil, who rebelled against God, and sought to take the kingdom of our God and his Christ. Wherefore he maketh war with the saints of God, and encompasseth them round about. And we saw a vision of the sufferings of those with whom he made war and overcame. For thus came the voice of the Lord unto us. Thus saith the Lord concerning all those who know my power and have been made partakers thereof and suffered themselves through the power of the devil to be overcome and to deny the truth and defy my power. They are they who are the sons of perdition of whom I say that it had been better for them never to have been born. For they are vessels of wrath, doomed to suffer the wrath of God with the devil and his angels in eternity, concerning whom I have said there is no forgiveness in this world, nor in the world to come. Having denied the Holy Spirit after having received it, and having denied the only begotten Son of the Father, having crucified him unto themselves, and put him to an open shame. And in my opinion, the fruit of that is if you're willingly shedding innocent blood, because if you can receive a child, you can receive God. And if you willingly shed innocent blood, then you're crucifying the, the son. These are they who shall go away into the lake of fire and brimstone with the devil and his angels. So these are the only ones on whom the second death shall have any power. Yea, verily the only ones who shall not be redeemed in the due time of the Lord after the sufferings of his wrath. For all the rest shall be brought forth by the resurrection of the dead through the triumph and the glory of the Lamb, who was slain, who was in the bosom of the Father before the worlds were made. And this is the gospel, the glad tidings, which the voice out of the heavens bore record unto us, that he came into the world, even Jesus, to be crucified for the world, and to bear the sins of the world, and to sanctify the world, and to cleanse it from all unrighteousness, that through him all might be saved, whom the Father had put into his power and made by him." Who glorifies the Father and save all, saves all the works of his hands except those sons of perdition who deny the Son after the Father has revealed him? Wherefore he saves all except them. They shall go away into everlasting punishment, which is endless punishment, which is eternal punishment, to reign with the devil and his angels in eternity, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched, which is their torment. And the end thereof, neither the place thereof, nor their torment, no man knows." Neither was it revealed, neither is, neither will be revealed unto man, except to them who are made partakers thereof. Nevertheless, I, the Lord, show it by vision unto many, but straightway shut it up again. Wherefore the end, the width, the height, the depth, and the misery thereof, they understand not, neither any man, except those who are ordained unto this condemnation. And we heard the voice saying, Write the vision, for lo, this is the end of the vision of the sufferings of the ungodly. And again we bear record, for we saw and heard, and this is the testimony of the gospel of Christ concerning them who shall come forth in the resurrection of the just. They are they who received the testimony of Jesus, and believed on his name, and were baptized after the manner of his burial, being buried in the water in his name, and this according to the commandment which he has given, that by keeping the commandments they might be washed and cleansed from all their sins." And received the Holy Spirit by the laying on of the hands of him who was ordained and sealed unto this power, and who overcome by faith, and are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, which the Father sheds forth upon all those who are just and true. They are they who are the church of the firstborn. They are they into whose hands the Father has given all things. 
They are they who are priests and kings who have received of his fullness and of his glory, and are priests of the Most High after the order of Melchizedek, which was after the order of Enoch, which was after the order of the only begotten Son. Wherefore, as it is written, they are gods, even the sons of God. Wherefore, all things are theirs, whether life or death, or things present or things to come. All are theirs, and they are Christ's, and Christ is God's, and they shall overcome all things. Wherefore, let no man glory in man, but rather let him glory in God, who shall subdue all enemies under his feet. These shall dwell in the presence of God and his Christ forever and ever. These are they whom he shall bring with him, when he shall come in the clouds of heaven to reign on the earth over his people. These are they who shall have part in the first resurrection. These are they who shall come forth in the resurrection of the just. These are they who are come upon Mount Zion, and on, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly place, the holiest of all. These are they who have come to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of Enoch and of the firstborn. These are they whose names are written in heaven, where God and Christ are the judge of all. These are they who are just men made perfect through Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, who wrought out this perfect atonement through the shedding of his own blood. These are they whose bodies are celestial, whose glory is that of the sun, even the glory of God, the highest of all, whose glory the son of the firmament is written of as being typical. So that's the highest kingdom, the celestial kingdom. And again, we saw the terrestrial world. And behold and lo, these are they who are of the terrestrial, whose glory differs from that of the church of the firstborn, who have received the fullness of the Father, even as that of the moon differs from the sun in the firmament. Behold, these are they who died without law, and also they are they who are the spirits of men kept in prison, whom the Son visited and preached the gospel unto them, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, who received not the testimony of Jesus in the flesh, but afterwards received it. These are they who are honorable men of the earth, who were blinded by the craftiness of men. These are they who receive of his glory, but not of his fullness. These are they who receive of the presence of the Son, but not of the fullness of the Father." Wherefore they are bodies terrestrial and not bodies celestial, and differ in glory as the moon differs from the sun. These are they who are not valiant in the testimony of Jesus. Wherefore they obtain not the crown over the kingdom of our God. Now, being valiant, I just want to add, being valiant in the testimony of Jesus is it's more than just proclaiming Jesus is the Christ. It's actually um, doing the will that Jesus would have us do, which he said, if we love him, we'll keep his commandments. And obviously do unto others as you would have others do unto you. So part of being valiant in the testimony of Jesus is to not hurt other people. Even if you're threatened, even if you're blackmailed, to still not make a choice that would hurt another person. So that's, that would be valiant. Um, and so if you're not valiant and if you're overcome when you're put in a rough spot, then that's being deceived by the craftiness of men. So that would be the terrestrial kingdom. That That is what the world is turning into. It's turning into a terrestrial kingdom. Some people call it 5D. And now this is the end of the vision which we saw of the terrestrial that the Lord commanded us to write while we were yet in the spirit. And again, we saw the glory of the telestial. Now the telestial is, is where the earth is at or transitioning out of. Some people call it the third dimension. Which glory is that of the lesser, even as the glory of the stars differs from that of the glory of the moon in the firmament. These are they who receive not the gospel of Christ, neither the testimony of Jesus. These are they who deny not the Holy Spirit. So there's the gospel of Christ. If you can receive that, then you'll be able to make it to the terrestrial kingdom. Again, Christ is the spirit of truth. So you're able to receive the truth. Um, 
the testimony of Jesus, that's the celestial kingdom, which I don't understand that all the way. I myself am still working through the terrestrial kingdom in my own revelation about my own walk with God. So this is the telestial. Um, these are they who deny not the Holy Spirit. These are they who are thrust down to hell. These are they who shall not be redeemed from the devil until the last resurrection, unto even Christ the Lamb shall have finished his work. These are they who receive not of his fullness in the eternal world, but of the Holy Spirit through the ministration of the terrestrial. So in other words, those that are in the terrestrial kingdom or 5D will minister to those in the 3D through the Holy Spirit. And the terrestrial through the ministration of the celestial. Again, those that live in the celestial kingdom will be able to minister to those in the terrestrial kingdom. And also the telestial receive it of the administering of angels who are appointed to minister for them or who are appointed to be ministering spirits for them, for they shall be heirs of salvation. Okay, so this whole idea is like, it's just eternal progression. Okay, the soul is eternally progressing. And even those who are the sons of perdition, it doesn't mean that they can't progress. It just means that it's between them and God. No, no one's really been revealed as to how that works out. That's definitely between the individual and God. And thus we saw in the heavenly vision the glory of the telestial, which, which surpasses all understanding. And no man knows it except to him whom God has revealed it. And then, then we go ahead. And um, Joseph Smith, he also says, look, if you, you can read about these kingdoms, but if you could have five minutes of experiencing them, you would know more than what could be written. So words do not do it justice. But the reason why I wanted to share this, because specifically it says about those who make it to the terrestrial kingdom they are the ones that are deceived by the craftiness of men and that was kind of what i wanted to, to focus on because as the world is moving from the telestial kingdom to the terrestrial kingdom um there's going to be a lot of good people who make it and there's going to be those um So we saw the terrestrial world and he says, these are they who are honorable men of the earth. So they're good people who were blinded by the craftiness of men. So they're good people. But when Satan put up his, his evil kingdom, they were blinded by it. They didn't have the discernment uh, to be able to separate out of the lies. And they were um, overcome by the lies and the craftiness of men. So they're good people and they're still going to be able to make it through into the terrestrial kingdom. Um, as far as making it to the celestial kingdom. Now I have been working on that. Um, and the Lord has shown me that right now. I'm kind of at a terrestrial level. In fact the Lord told me. When I had done um, a certain thing. The Lord told me that I basically passed. And I was going to be able to go to the terrestrial kingdom. Um, but that I'm still working. I'm going to have to work for, for my whole life. To be able to make it to the celestial kingdom. And I was also told just recently in a dream that it's going to be 4% of the people. 4% of the people are going to make it to the, the highest, the celestial kingdom. Now, for those who are more into like the, the you know, we, ha we have um, vocabulary to explain these things that Joseph Smith didn't have in his day, but they call it third dimensional, fourth dimensional. Fourth dimensional would be the spirit world. Um and then we have the fifth dimension, which would be the terrestrial kingdom. And then you've got the sixth and the seventh dimensions, which are the celestial kingdom, which are, um, well, the seventh dimension, I believe, is your, your spirit matter. So it's between the uh, sixth dimension, the different kingdoms of the sixth dimension where you have a physical body 
but it can kind of go into a, into a spiritual, um, mode. You can go from spirit to, to a body kind of mode. Um, so you're basically able to travel the universe if you can get it to that level. Um, so what else I wanted to share is when Jesus told me when this vaccine is coming out, he told me run, right? When I say run, run, well, run where to, right? And so again, the doctrine and covenant section 45 talks about this. Um, oops, I think I just deleted it. Just one second here. So the section 45 actually talks about there will be places of refuge for the saints and anyone who doesn't want to participate. There's going to be a great civil war again. Now, Joseph Smith accurately, accurately predicted the first civil war of the United States. And again, he says there's going to be another war in the United States. And if you don't want to fight in that war, you're going to have to go to a place of refuge. And the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is commanded to start buying up land that can be used for places of refuge. So I'm just trying to read this, if I can find the verse here. So it says, again, how the earth is going to tremble and roll to and fro, and the heavens also shall, how, shall say, shake. Um, and the Lord shall utter his voice, and all the ends of the earth shall hear it, and the nations of the earth shall mourn, and they shall have la laughed. And they that have laughed shall see their folly, and calamity shall cover the mocker, and the scorner shall be consumed, and they that have watched for iniquity shall be hewn down and cast into the fire. And then shall the Jews look upon me and say, What are these wounds in thy hands and thy feet? And he says, I was wounded in the house of my friends. I am he that was lifted up. I am Jesus that was crucified. I am the son of God. And then shall they weep because of their iniquities. Then shall they lament because they persecuted their king. And then shall the heathen nations be redeemed. And they which knew no law shall have part in the first resurrection. And it shall be tolerable for them. And Satan shall be bound that he shall have no place in the hearts of the children of men. And at that day when I shall come in my glory shall the parable be fulfilled. Which I spoke concerning the ten virgins. For they that are wise and have received the truth. And have taken the Holy Spirit for their guide and have not been deceived. Verily I say unto you they shall not be hewn down and cast into the fire. But shall abide the day. And the earth shall be given unto them for an inheritance, and they shall multiply and wax strong, and their children shall grow up without sin unto salvation. For the Lord shall be in their midst, in his glory shall be upon them, and he will be their king and their lawgiver. And of course, Jeremiah 31 talks about how no one will tell their neighbor to know ye the Lord, because the word of the Lord will be written in our hearts. So I got a little distracted, <laughs> but here we go. In verse 65, it says, purchase an inheritance, gather up your riches that ye may purchase an inheritance, which shall hereafter be appointed unto you. And it shall be called the new Jerusalem, a land of peace, a city of refuge, a place of safety for the saints of the most high God. And the glory of the Lord shall be there. And the terror of the Lord shall also be there in as in so much that the wicked shall not come unto it. And it shall be called Zion. And it shall come to pass among the wicked that every man that will not take his sword against his neighbor must needs flee unto Zion for safety. And there shall be gathered unto it out of every nation under heaven, and it shall be the only people that shall not be at war one with another. And it shall be said among the wicked, Let us not go up to battle against Zion, for the inhabitants of Zion are terrible. 
wherefore we cannot stand. Now, again, Zion, we're not talking about like global elite Jewish uh, secret combination, the, the synagogue of Satan, Zionists. Some people refer to when they talk about Zionists, they're talking about the wicked people of the earth who are doing all these kinds of evil things. This is a different type of Zion. <laughs> the Zion that we're talking about here, the definition of this type of Zion is those that are of one heart and of one mind that are able to dwell together in righteousness and there be no poor among them. That is what Zion means in this context. Verse 71, and it shall come to pass that the righteous shall be gathered out from among all nations and shall come to Zion singing with songs of everlasting joy. And now I say unto you, keep these things from going abroad into the world until it is expedient in me that ye may accomplish this work in the eyes of the people and in the eyes of your enemies. Okay, so the church has been doing this for decades now because this was in 18, the 1800s that Joseph Smith got this revelation. So the church of Jesus Christ has been doing this, but secretly because it says right now, don't, you know, don't tell the world, keep these things from going abroad into the world until is it expedient in me that ye may accomplish this work in the eyes of the people and in the eyes of your enemies, that they may not know your works until ye have accomplished the thing which I have commanded you, that when they shall know it, they, that they may consider these things. For when the Lord shall appear, he shall be terrible unto them, that fear may seize upon them and they shall stand afar off and tremble and all nations shall be afraid because of the terror of the Lord and the power of his might. So, Going back to the doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is that the New Jerusalem will be built in Jackson County, Missouri after the tribulation. There's going to be a tribulation and Joseph Smith said it's going to wipe out Jack Jackson County, Missouri so bad that there's not even going to be so much as a yellow dog to wag his tail. After that, there's going to be a temple, which the cornerstones to this temple have already been laid at Adam on Amen. And this will be the center of the terrestrial kingdom where Jesus Christ will officiate in the temple there's going to be a temple there and according to some others who have seen this temple through vision it's going to have a house for each tribe of israel and it's going to and, and of course everyone who's baptized <clears throat> and receives the holy spirit will be baptized into one of the tribes of israel um, each of the tribes of israel has its own specific mission and purpose um so it's fascinating uh, the things that are in the Doctrine and Covenants that are in the Doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. A lot of these things are have been kept quiet. This particular revelation was given um, in 1831. And so here we are. We're starting to see these great earthquakes coming. We're starting to see these signs of the times, the earth reeling to and fro. The, the magnetic um, pole is leaning way toward Russia right now. So these things are starting to begin. And so what's going to happen is we're going to be invited to places of refuge if you don't want to become violent. So if you don't want to take this vaccine and if you don't want to become violent, then there's going to be a time, like Jesus said, when you see this abomination of desolation, you got to flee. Time to run to the mountains. And there will be groups of saints gathered. Like I said, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has properties, um, but there are other... <laughs> people who are led by the Holy Spirit who are quietly developing places of refuge and it's going to be a place where people can learn to live in tune with the word of God that is written in the cells. So I would just recommend to pray about this vaccine and obviously don't take any biochips either. And my other thought is because checkpoints can be set up in one day and that makes it really hard to run if checkpoints are set up and you're not allowed to pass unless you've been vaccinated. And the thought that I have about that is to keep some gold and silver. Because when you reach a checkpoint, you can bribe 
the person at the checkpoint and offer them gold and silver so that you can pass through the checkpoint. That's the thought that comes to me. Um, there's going to be those that are called out before that. <laughs> Hopefully they will be, um, not have to deal with that. But that's just the thought I have is have some gold and silver so that you can bribe people so that you can get past checkpoints so that you can get out of areas where this vaccine will be mandated. Hopefully this mandate, this vaccine won't be mandated. Um, but it's important to look at how they're treating the mask issue. Right now they're requiring everyone to wear a mask if you want to buy groceries. So I don't see why that would be different with this vaccine. Hopefully it is. We pray that it is. We pray that it's not going to be given out in winter. And if you are trying to, to wrap your mind against this, like how, how do I flee? What are you talking about? Like how do I even do that? Well, let me just give you like a couple practical ideas. I really highly recommend the Kodiak tent. The Kodiak tent is an inexpensive canvas tent. Now, if you can't get that, just get a regular tent that's cheap. And what you can do is get, just get some really warm sleeping bags. And what I recommend is to go look at how rocket stoves work. Because in an emergency situation, you can build a rocket stove. And a rocket stove can cook your food with a handful of sticks. Essentially, all a rocket stove is, is a chimney that has an inlet on the side. So you insert the sticks horizontally, and then the sticks actually burn as they enter the chamber. And this creates uh, an excessive amount of heat because it traps the heat in this column in the chimney. And so you can build one with like a few cinder blocks. So I just recommend looking up rocket stoves. Just have the know-how of how they work so that if you have to live on your own, you can be able to do that. So you need like a tent and some sleeping bags and maybe three months worth of freeze-dried food. And get, get like one of those things that fit on top of your car and just fill it up with those items. So, you know, get a box that you put camping supplies in like LED lights and, and matches or lighters. So a little box of camping supplies, really warm sleeping bag, a tent three months of freeze-dried food, and I recommend the Seychelle water filters, S-E-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Get some water filters, uh, get some water filter pitchers with some extra filters, and you can have that all set to go, and you can just sit it in your garage, and if the day ever comes where you need to just run, you, you can run. You'll have a place to sleep. You'll have a tent. <clears throat> You'll have the know-how, hopefully, to build a stove that can cook over with very minimal fuel. And you'll have some food. And you'll have um, some, some like, a lighter to start a fire with. And maybe an LED light. Um, if you just get that bare minimum, if you just get that basics, I mean, the peace of mind, just having that, is going to help you feel really safe. And if you can find a place of refuge with other like-minded people, there are people who have been preparing for this for years and years and years. And so if you're not, if this is your wake up call, because we're all waking up at different times, then do what you can do. You're not expected to do more than what you can do. Just do what you can do. And that will be good enough. And believe in miracles because God is a God of miracles and he can provide for us. So those are my thoughts. Um, it's a time of, it's a time to separate the wheat and the tares. It's a time for those who trust in the secular world, which many of these people do not believe in God. 
and they actually work worship saint in a lot of them and they're going to come up with solutions for things that are not good and that are not godly like these mrna vaccines it's time for you to decide which god you you serve which god you believe in if you trust the body that we've been created in or if you believe that you know we just came from monkeys and we have to decide what you believe in so that's the jbug podcast take care